Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the 2021 Director of Virtual Programs for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. And I'm Leticia Niago, the 2021 Vice President of Learning for the Metro DC chapter of ATD. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hupka, and I am the Vice President of Finance. And we also have Helena Hodges, Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. Ladies, it's the final episode of 2021. Are you excited? Yes. I am. <laughs> and a little sad. A little sad. But we're just, just going to slide right back into 2022, so it's all good. I'm glad we will not miss a beat. Metro <laughs> DC ATD will not miss a beat either. <laughs> but we wanted to make sure that we set an episode to kind of celebrate, you know, what's happened over 2021. What an amazing year this has been, right? Pod Squad and listeners, how about for today's episode, we cover some of the things that stood out to us in this incredible year? Let's start with sharing our biggest challenges. One to three, however many you want to share. So for this one, for me, it might sound a little little interesting. Um, I have had an amazing year professionally and personally. So it was really difficult for me to think of a challenge that popped up. And then my husband reminded me. So you are very much aware of our addiction to escape rooms, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> I mentioned escape rooms ever. <laughs> We've done, at this point, 570 in 20 different countries and 23 different states. And so a challenge for us this past year was we've done all the escape rooms in our area. So, so we had to set up. I know. I know. So we had to set up <laughs> monthly trips to go other places. So we had to travel every month so that we could get our escape room fix. We couldn't do any locally. <laughs> and that's my big challenge of the year. Stephanie, how about for you? Well, first, I have to say, I really value the fact that, first of all, you approach this as it's a challenge, but you had a good solution. <laughs> if you can't find any more locally, you'll take the show to them. No problem. So <laughs> I, I really like that. I mean, we come from an industry where if there's a challenge, there's also a solution, right? So I think that's very inventive. I think for me, I, I'm, I agree with you. I actually had a really strong year. I had a great year personally, professionally, wonderful opportunities to connect with people. I know it has been a tough one. I don't mean to say it hasn't been without that additional layer that we have carried from 2020 with us through this year. But it, I kind of ran into the same thing. Like, what was the big challenge? And I think in a big way, it has been that 2021 for me has really felt like it is all in preparation for a very unknown future. We have all been working very hard to get used to what I think some of us affectionately call the new normal. And what does that look like moving forward? I know the conversations that I've been having with clients recently have been, how do we prepare for a world that we don't quite understand yet? 
And in the spirit of there being solutions, I would say there are definitely solutions out there. I've loved being part of the brainstorming, the preparation. Are we doing virtual still? Are we going to try hybrid? What does a return to in-person look like? So there's a lot going on there. But I think that's been the big challenge. How do we get ready for what we don't quite know yet? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Agree. Yeah. You've been there too. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice big one. I don't know. It's it's a it's a big question to ask. But Leticia, what about you? What what have your challenges looked like this year? Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give you the one word uh I had in mind for this. But <laughs> I'm going to give just one for now. And then if we do another one, I've got plenty others. But I'm going to say that creating the skill of alignment as a competency is the biggest challenge of um, my career because it's been in my head for many years, but I didn't really realize I wanted to like make a thing out of it. And so I see it as my most proud challenge because you know I had to find a way to articulate it create it into a set of courses and do coaching around it, writing a book, which the book writing wasn't hard because I had the ideas and they just, they had to come out of me. But the whole process of, you know, going from a certain kind of career to now being in a different kind of leading role. And I'm so proud to be able to share this with the world. And now I have an opportunity to get feedback from people who can really benefit from it once they understanding. But to go from idea to actual program and all of that uh, is something I had never done before. And, you know, this is the first time for everything. And this was definitely time well spent, I would say. Good for you. It is so hard to go through that process. I know Chris and I have definitely been there. I bet a lot of people (laughs) listening today have been on that journey in some way, shape or form. But I think you're right. It's a challenge. It's not obviously without opportunity, but definitely a challenge. Yeah. Take some perseverance and a little bit of hustle. So true. (laughs) (laughs) Just a tad. So now we've also learned a few lessons this year, and I know that there's been all kinds of lessons. Uh, Chris, what would you say are one of your top threes? Ooh, yeah. So I actually, yeah, I actually do have uh, like more than three lessons here. <laughs> but, <laughs> do tell. Yeah, but I would say the top one is, and I knew this before, but I learned even more just how amazing our ATD community is, right? What a talented group of folks from my pod squad (laughs) (laughs) to Julie, uh, the the voice actor who does our, and fellow member, you know, who does our intros and and outros to all the different guests that we featured. That has been amazing. Um, and along those lines, you know, much like the talent development capability model, there are a diverse set of skills in our industry. And I enjoyed learning about many of them talking to our guests. And while I did enjoy all of our guests, I really enjoyed the conversations on technology and personal development, you know, like the VR, the videos. And finally, I'll have to say I enjoyed the bloopers. And I know when the (laughs) listeners hear us, we sound so polished, but. We make the snake mistakes just like that behind the scenes. And and they were entertaining. And also the lesson from that is it's okay to make mistakes. You can recover. Yeah. Oh, those are great. 
What about you, Stephanie? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I have a couple of lessons from this year, too. And actually, to keep things focused on the podcast for the moment, one of them, this conversation really stuck out to me. It's something I've thought back on a few times, and it's something that is becoming more and more important to the work that I do. It was the importance of bringing accessibility into training. And we had a conversation with Susie Miller uh, not too, too long ago. I think it was back in August when that episode went live. And it really got me thinking about the fact that if you are not building experiences that are inclusive for everyone, you are not really building learning experiences. And I have used that. I've had her voice in my head a few times as I've been developing training myself thinking about, is this going to reach people where they are? And is it going to reach everybody? And if the answer to that is no, what can I do? Who can I talk to? What steps can be taken? So that was something that has really resonated with me this year. It's been all throughout my work and certainly something that came right from a conversation that we had together as part of the pod squad. And I think beyond that, I would really echo, Chris, what you were saying about community. Community is essential at this point. It looks different. It feels different than it used to. But I think without the Metro DC ATD community, without my fellow uh, talent development practitioners, I don't know what this year would have felt like. I know what it might have looked like, but I don't think it would have felt as as good as it did. I know it's been tough times, but in a lot of ways, the days have still been very bright and it's because of the people who are in them. And along those lines, even a continuation of that, I think my third lesson that I'd share is the the value of kindness, the importance of kindness in everything that we do, in building training and connecting with people. We are such a human-centered profession. And seeing what kindness does, how it brightens days, in my mind, I think that has been one of the biggest takeaways for 2021. Leticia. What about you? What, do, what have been some of your lessons this year? Well, the first one is that I can always start over. If we can have this transition during a pandemic, I think uh, we're in good shape for anything going forward. I don't know that we'll ever see a time like this. And so I love new beginnings. They're so exciting to me. And this year has been an opportunity for that to happen in so many ways. The second one I would say is... Turns out I'm very creative. (laughs) I've been able to do things that I never expected to be doing. And, you know, times like this call for innovation. And this year I had an opportunity to kind of figure out what works for me and how to adjust and transition and all that. And it turns out that maybe I outgrew where I was before and I needed this to happen in order for me to be able to just do things a little bit differently. So I really learned a lesson in that sense. The other thing is I mentioned alignment before, which is what my skill set is. Well, I had to be the student. <laughs> I had to leverage my alignment <laughs> as my key to success. You know, this year has been so interesting and full of dynamics and unexpected things and things like that. And so I think this has been key for me. So there are going to be more lessons, but I think this year in particular are things that I think will be lasting in me for a very long time. I really like that. And I love how it really sets you up to think through what success is going to look like for you next year. I mean, 
really, it's all of the lessons that we learn that contribute to who we get to become and what we get to do next. And honestly, I think it kind of sets us up to build our goals in a way, you know? So I feel like that might be a fun place for us to go next. I mean, 2021 has been a big year. It's been a big year for the three of us. I think it's been a big year for Helena, our producer who's with us today. It's been a big year for pretty much everybody, maybe in ways you expected, maybe not. But (laughs) it kind of gets you thinking about what do you want next year to look like? And so we talked a little bit about challenges. I kind of want to turn the tables a little bit uh, for both of you and ask what were your successes? Give me a success from 2021. Leticia, how about you? What was the success from the year? So one of my successes has been finding my tribe, finding my niche, finding my people. I had very positive experiences with the chapter, being able to do the kinds of projects that came out of passion and be able to work with people who are just as passionate as I am. And that makes a huge difference, being able to work with others who have a different skill set and maybe approach things a little bit differently, but the passion is there. And that keeps us connected. And that has really, really been something that I've been able to say, I can check that off my list, so to speak, in terms of experiences. That's an awesome one. Chris, what about you? I love that. So I have to say ditto on that one. However, I will come up with something else. (laughs) So I actually, uh, 2021, it was, uh, uh, I think my word for that year is surreal because five-year-old Chris or Chrissy is what I was known then (laughs) would never have imagined that I'm living the life that I am now. So it has just been an amazing year, uh, the best yet for my business, the best yet for my connections, especially with my ATD folks. So can I just say success all around? Yes. <laughs> you absolutely can. Yeah, I I would echo that. Although I, I kind of want to twist that slightly for me. Um, I was thinking a little bit about what success looked like and the word that kept coming up was success. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a good year. Yeah. I achieved the goals that I set out for myself in January. And I was proud of that. But when I got into the why did that happen, what I realized is it's because Part of the success was getting comfortable with risk-taking in a way that I hadn't been before. So taking on client projects that were a little out of my comfort zone and giving myself space to learn and grow and try new things, ask for help where I needed it, partner with people in order to bring my best self to the table and hopefully give space for them to do the same. And so I think a big part of the success equation for me this year really was all about risk-taking and finding a way that felt comfortable, which is funny with the risk-taking, but find a way to comfortably insert that in a way that I could grow and hopefully continue to expand on that. I love it because the more you're uncomfortable, the more you're expanding your comfort zone. That's just it. That's just it. I mean, that's where growth is, right? And we are all about growth, whatever that happens to look like. So, And not even that, the reward that you feel from (laughs) having accomplished these things under these circumstances. Yes, is this is it. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good to look back and, and think of it that way. So let me ask you both to expand a little bit on that. So Thinking about what your successes looked like in 2021, 
What do you think about expanding further into 2022? Do those successes help you both to inform what a 2022 goal might look like? And if so, I'd love it if you want to share what your 2022 goal or even goals look like. This year taught me a lot and I want to build upon what I've learned and make sure that I make the most of it into the next year. Of course, I mentioned my business and the skill set of alignment as a competency. I would love to increase visibility on it and to make sure that everyone who would benefit from it can have access to it. That would make a huge difference for me because I want to help people continue to just have this positive energy and passion and appreciate it all. And my second goal would be I'm anticipating a few projects in the coming year and I want to be able to manage them effectively. I've done a pretty good job so far this year, but you never know what the next year is going to bring. And so I'm really excited for what's to come. And as part of it, it means for me a little bit more self-care. That has to be a component of how I operate and how I just make sure that things across the board get the attention that they need, including myself. Nice. Thank you for saying self-care. So essential. Yes. Just so important to the equation. (laughs) Now, for me, um, let's see. So I I just want to continue essentially in my personal and business life. I want to continue doing what I'm doing. But I have some big goals for the chapter. So, (laughs) (laughs) so so next year I am a VP of marketing and communications and I want to take all that I have learned, uh, in my business, right. Through content marketing and and getting out there, getting out there in social media and and videos and, and all of that stuff and bring that more to the chapter and really expand what we provide, uh, to our members. Cause you think, right. As a board, we're running together in our spare time. We're running a business. And so I want to bring those concepts to the business to hopefully increase uh, the value to our members. What about you, Stephanie? Oh, gosh, I asked the question and now I'm thinking, what is the answer? What does a goal look like? So I think for me, knowing that a success for me this year was in risk taking, next year, I think what I want to continue doing is looking for some of those ways to operationalize some of those risks. And I will actually share, and Chris, it was the two of us, I think a while back, we talked a little, I think it was for our independent consultant COP about what it's like to start your own business. And one of the the observations that I made during the conversation is that a big challenge for me was overcoming imposter syndrome. It's something a lot of us deal with all the time. I think even after we reach a point where others might consider us successful, maybe we consider ourselves successful, we are always wondering about the value of the contributions we're making. Are our ideas original? Are they advancing a conversation? And I think for me, my goal for next year is to overcome that even more and really start to get into some of the things I've wanted to do for a while, publishing more articles, writing a book. I've done a couple of drafts of a book over the last couple of years, and I've just been so gun shy about wanting to really move forward with it. I think I want to take that spirit of risk taking and really start to apply that in ways that will continue to push me 
to hopefully contribute even more to the talent development profession. Yay. Maybe your accountability partner can assist with that. <laughs> Gosh, I sure hope she can, Chris. <laughs> I expect to see that in your report on Friday. <laughs> I suppose you probably will. And along those lines, finding a great accountability partner can do wonders for keeping you on track, motivated, engaged. But I think that's, that's going to be a big part of the equation for me for 2022. So why don't we wrap up with just one more, two more things, maybe two more fun things, if you don't mind. We've talked goals, successes, how we're building on successes to create those goals. Can we talk a little bit about bucket lists? I know (laughs) it's been a weird time to think about being able to check things off a bucket list. And I know bucket lists, too, are oftentimes very travel focused. You know, it might be like a country or something. Let's expand the concept of the bucket list for a moment. I'd love to hear from both of you. Is there anything you checked off your bucket list this year? Could be travel, personal, professional, whatever it looked like, something you really wanted to do or try that you did. And then what is something you're looking forward to doing in 2022 that's been on your list for a while? And Chris, why don't we uh, start with you if you don't mind? (laughs) That's a tough one. Okay. So um, so, uh, my husband and I counted up. We took uh, 11... Uh, vacations in 2021. Some of them were only three days. Others were like a week, but we made, we took 11. So I actually kind of want to expand that out into 2022. (laughs) We've got a trip finally going back to Europe. Um, So of course it's travel focused, right? Um, So we've already got four uh, week long vacations scheduled. And then I want to schedule out a whole bunch of little ones. So that would be like that. Yeah. You know, I love to hear something about bucket lists related to travel. That's great. Leticia, how about you? Well, this year I did accomplish my bucket list, which was to start a business and creating my programs. And that was huge for me. I really had no intention on making that happen. Um, I mean, I had ideas, but I didn't really see myself in that way. And then once I started, it made complete sense. I don't see myself doing anything else different <laughs> right now. So I'm very excited about that. And you know what? I'm going to steal Chris's and say for 2022, I want to spend vacation time on a regular basis. Nice. So I used to go once or twice a year, but this has to become a quarterly thing. And, you know, it doesn't have to be too difficult. There's a holiday, you take an extra day, and there you go. So I am going to follow your lead, Chris, awesome. and take more vacations. Oh, that's part of the self-care, right? <laughs> exactly. Essential. Stephanie? Yes. So my bucket list this year... What, and again, we, my husband and I travel a lot. We've been to a combined 70 countries. We used to do three or four big trips a year. It's a value for us. This is something we really love. We didn't get a chance to do that at all in 2021. But what we did get to do was a road trip. We drove all the way to North Dakota and back from the DC area. And we had a blast. It was so much fun. It has been something we've wanted to do for a long time. And we finally had the time and the excuse and kind of the the environment to support being able to do it. So that was a huge one. And looking ahead to next year, I think a bucket list item that we have been talking about for a while is getting back to some of the uh, European countries 
that we've really loved visiting. There are a couple of festivals that we've wanted to attend, and it looks like 2022 could be the year that we finally have a chance to be able to get back and see and do and experience all of the stuff that we've been planning for a few years but have not been able to actually get out and do. So again, a little bit of travel in there, but I actually think it's interesting all three of us had a travel-related item, not just because of bucket lists, but because vacations are that important to us, right? right? And yes, indeed. maybe we can even meet in Amsterdam to do the top <laughs> escape room in the world. I'm on in board. September. <laughs> no, there you go. I'm on board. <laughs> there we go. So we should wrap up. And uh, can we also broaden this last question to include our listeners? And absolutely. This? Let me let me ask you one one final question for today's episode. What is one word? that you want to describe your year in 2022? It's a big ask for just a little word. But Leticia, why don't we start with you? What word do you want to use to describe your year? So in December of 2022, looking back on 12 months, what's the word you want to describe what happened? So people who know me very well understand that I have a very dry sense of humor (laughs) and I cannot help myself at this point. And I'm going to say not sabotage, but I am going to go with (laughs) alignment. Great. Yes. Good one. Good. And so it's so on brand for you. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Okay, uh, I'm going to have to go with the one that I called 2021, uh, surreal in a good way. Surreal in a good way. <laughs> I like that. An improvement on the tone of how we use the word surreal. <laughs> you know what I'm going to go with? I've, I think I've actually used this word a couple times today. It's really on my mind right now. It's value. How can I continue to find value, add value, seek out value? All of that, whether it's, you know, client engagements, what we offer and do for the chapter, how the chapter experience can benefit from the work we do, the programming. I think for me, value is really going to wind up being a very guiding word. And I'd love to look back on 2022 and say that it was a value add kind of year. Yes. And if I had to just see, mention something for the collective, for the way I would love for all of our experiences to go in the new year, I would also go with authentic. I think the last couple of years have just, you know, opened our eyes to a lot of things and just being authentic, being in appreciation and understanding, you know, how lucky we are to be able to do what we do. So I would just add that little tidbit there. That's a great one. I would also say this. We would love to hear from all of you as to what your word for 2022 is. So if you are able to, if you would share that word with us, send us a note through social media. LinkedIn, I think, is a fantastic place to find most of us. If you would share that word with us and let us know what that guiding word is going to look like for you, I think it'd be really fun to hear from everyone and maybe think about a way we could visualize that from our podcast community out into the rest of the universe. You know, what are some of the words we're going to use that we want to define what that 2022 experience will look like? Are those hashtags? 
I add that as hashtag. Absolutely. Yeah. Send us a note. Use your word as a hashtag. It'd be kind of fun to hear from all of you as to what you're thinking about for how you want to shape your year and what that word is going to look like to describe all that you do and all that you achieve. I love it. Now, before we get to our closing words, Stephanie, since you have expertly guided us through this, can you give just a high level, quick summary of what we went through so so that our listeners can do the same? Absolutely. Yeah. So what we talked about today is thinking about your success. So if you're thinking about a wonderful way to wrap up your year, start by thinking about either one big success you had or maybe a couple of successes that you enjoyed over the course of 2021. From there, think about how those successes can serve as a foundation for you that you can use to build your 2022 goals. This is a great time to start thinking about goal setting. So think through what those 2022 goals can look like based on the successes that you had this year. For fun, Think about, too, what you were able to do as far as those bucket lists are concerned. If you don't have a bucket list, by the way, great time to start thinking about what you'd put on it. You heard some travel from us, but you may have a few other things. Maybe it is writing an article for TD Magazine, or maybe it's going to be something closer to where you want to explore, getting a new job, being part of the great resignation, whatever it is that might bring a little joy for you. Think about what a bucket list item was that you achieved this year, as well as one that you want to make sure that you check off your list for next year. And finally, and this is your homework assignment, Let us know what word you want to use to describe your 2022. So it's a little bit of a goal setting activity for you. If you are at home listening, if you've enjoyed today's episode, that's one way that you might be able to start to think about what some of the goals you would like to set and the intentions you'd like to set for 2022 might look like. I love it. The coach and trainer in me just loves that you assigned our listeners homework. I can't help it. I can't help it. I know. I I know. (laughs) Oh, as always, we want to thank our community for listening. We hope you joined us and had an incredible time with us in 2021. And we are so excited. The interviews that are coming down the pike in 2022. So we hope you continue to join us then. Before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Are you looking for new opportunities in the talent development field? Then go to dcatd.org forward slash jobs. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today.